Yes, yes, and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Conversations in My Car. I hope this episode finds you well, uh, in good health. Um, yes. Um, just before we go into the episode, I just like to touch on something on something that I experienced um, this morning. I went for a walk, and um, and I I, I encounter a couple, and um, they will be racist uh, towards me, and um, I haven't got problem with the racism. I can deal with that. My my disappointment and my hurt is towards my companion who I would expect to to be there for me to protect me to understand or to be by my side to be on my side but no uh, that wasn't the case which is disappointment I feel a little bit hurt in a way yes hurt and uh, confused also confused. Um, yeah, it makes you think, right? It does. All right, you know what? Just get into the episode. Episode now. We're gonna get into that now, and I really hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Uh, this brother is oh man, he's an intelligent, uh, talented. Um, yes, I'm. Uh, you know, the one of the persons that one of the the persons I wanted to to have on my podcast for a long, long, long time, but finally. We're here. You know what? Again, I hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, take care. Have a good. I hope you, you enjoy it. Take care. Yes, man. Listen, I, I know I've, I've been I've been dying to have you on my podcast. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for You're being here. Brother. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate that. Look, let's just go back to how we first met. Do you remember when we first met? Of course, we met uh, 2014 on the set at Warner Brothers Studios in uh, Watford of the set of Tarzan. Tarzan, that that's right, it was. That's terrible. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what? I, I haven't watched that film yet. I'm not sure I will watch it. I, I watched it for the first time like two weeks ago, for the first ever time. Mm-hmm. And I must say... Um, Okay, it's not as bad as the the last one they made in the early to the late nineties, and it's not as bad as the original Tarzan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, I think they tried to make a story that made sense. They made it, f- you know, focusing on Leopold's uh, Congo. Mm-hmm. You know, they but 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 just the concept of a white man swinging through the trees in Africa. Defeating Africans in their own homeland was just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. They tried in their own liberal way to make it more. They tried in their own liberal way to make the story seem more realistic, but it's just. It, we need to stop doing this. Yeah. We just need to stop doing this. And the film tanked. It didn't do. I don't think it did very well at the box office because you cannot keep fooling people up with this type of stuff. Mm. I don't care who is in the movie. It, it's just. You know, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was glad. At least it was a better story. But I think we, again, African people need to do better than that. Mm-hmm. You cannot yeah. keep allowing it. So, I think yeah. so. I think so too, mate. You know, you are a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. You are writer, director, um, producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and you, we worked in a film that you wrote, directed, mm-hmm. Mona. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, you've done a lot of documentaries about Africa mm -hmm. and Africa history. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, what's what's the plans for the future? I mean, look, by the way, I've watched everything that you've put on wow. on, 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 on YouTube. I really, wow. I've learned so much about African history thanks to you. Wow. That's, 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 wow. Man, thank, no, thank you, mate. Thank that you. That says a lot. Thank you. Yeah, brother. thank you, mate. Thank you. And, and I think we should have more people like yourself, you know, doing that, making sure that people know the real history of Africa oh, and some um, tribes, if you like, that yeah. people are unspoken about. People don't know mm. a lot about those, those, those tribes and those people. Yeah. And I think we should be doing more. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, thank you for that, my thank, thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank yeah. you. But but you know, I agree with you because you know, look, it's 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 already hard enough um trying to in this day and age trying to get people to read. Mm -hmm. You know. Um and I think because, you know, people think, you know, as African people we've made so many strides or you know, way you know, there are many of us acting and making movies, both in Africa and in America and UK we think that the the issues that we have are, are are over sometimes in our head and it's only until something happens like you know black lives matter or something like that happens that we start thinking oh my god we actually haven't made that much progress and i think that if more of the people in those power positions thought more like okay look now we have to try and even the gap we need to try and make more whether it's documentaries or films or tv shows that really focus on something other than, let's say, slavery or, you know, the first black person to wear shoes. You know, these kind <laughs> of stories that they yeah, make yeah, all the time. Yeah. If we focus and say, let's actually explore our history, I think that's when we will start, because it's, it's not about our current generation, it's about the next generation. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to be inspired to be like, okay, being an African is an amazing thing to look at on screen, mm -hmm. as well as being an African... Uh, as well as when I see this thing on screen, I'm also thinking, okay, let me go and find out my history. Because me as a child, my brother, as a child, you know, I was, uh, my father is uh, 85. Wow. So he had me when he was 50. Mm. So my dad was born 1935. At least that's what they said. You know, the Africans. So right, right, that's you. what they say is his age. We don't know. Maybe he was born roughly before. Right, yeah. or, but roughly 1935. So when I was growing up, the only movies I was watching were classics. I didn't watch any of these Mary Poppins. I watched classic movies. Mm. So those movies got me into history. I watched a movie called Hartoon. It's one of my favorite films. Not because it's uh, historically, necessarily because I like it, but it's, 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 it, it, it shows history. Mm -hmm. You know, history of Africa, right? It's made in 1966. It's about uh, the Sudanese uh, war with Britain. Um, and... When you watch films like that, you start saying, okay, let me find out a bit more. You know, because, you know, Hollywood was making a lot of these historical films all the time, whether it be cowboy movies, World War II movies, uh, uh, colonial movies, whatever. They were making so many of these movies. We're going to a place now where the only historical movies that you see that have anything to do with Africa will focus on a particular person who's popular. Mm -hmm. And it's like a very, like, soft version of it they don't ever take the time to go into in depth and make films that will make children young people say okay let me go and study more on this mm -hmm. subject you know my you you're old enough to remember when malcolm x the film came out in the early 90s right yeah. i mean 
when that film came out, it focused on a man who was important to black people but wasn't important to white people. And so I remember at the time, people like Spike Lee were saying, oh, you know, kids need to skip school and go and watch this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to take the day off and go and watch this movie because it's an important movie to watch. You know, and for me, that's one of the big turning points for me in my my life as a student, because I eventually decided to become a filmmaker. I didn't know at the time, but from watching that movie, because I'm like, okay, so all these movies I've been watching as a kid, these historical movies with white people. Now I've seen a historical movie with black people. And I will argue and say since that movie, there's not been one good historical movie about a black figure anywhere in history. Think about I, I can't, it. I can't there's no, there's, there's no movie you can think of that's that that is that accurate. Is that politically focused on the the mindset of African people? There's no film that's existed since that film. You know, everything is kind of like oh, we'll do a little bit here, a little bit there. Even Africans. Mm-hmm. There's a movie on Netflix just came out uh, about uh, Amina. Famous Amin. queen Amina. Amina. Amin, Amin, yeah. uh, she was a she was a queen of uh, Zaria, which is one of the Hausa kingdoms of uh, Ni- what is now called Nigeria. They made a, a film about her on Netflix, and with all due respect to the filmmaker, I, I can't imagine he's very proud of the film. Mm-hmm. And I'm a filmmaker. I'm not supposed to criticize other filmmakers, but I'm like, we have to take this thing seriously. You can't just make it and say let's just put it out. You have to make something that's there's a political point of view. Mm-hmm. But also, it's well told from a cinematic point of view, you know. And there were times when you're just watching this film and you're just like, "We can do better." Mm-hmm. Well, the, the director was he from? Is he is Nigerian? He, Nigerian. Nigerian. Okay. Yeah, he's made a couple of films. He made a film called 1976 as well, Izu Not a bad film, but I'm just saying I don't think our political heads are on. You know, uh, I'll say one last thing: the 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 the, the Black Panther. It's a Black Panther, the Marvel film. I had a big problem with that film. Wait, which one? The Marvel oh, Black the, the, Panther. Oh, the, the Black Panther, sorry, sorry. I had a big problem with that mm-hmm. film. I didn't see it for two years. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't understand the hype around a film which originates from a story from a white man who made a, cartoon, made a comic book in the 1960s in response to the growing Black Panther Party of America militant Black Panther Party right. of America who were, who, were, who were saying we want self-defense. Mm-hmm. Black Panther Party of America, by the way, Black Pan- called Black Panther Party for self-defense. After Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King were killed, these are the people that grew up students, black students in uh, Oakland area of California who said we're going to try and we're going to make, we're going to fight for our self-defense. We're mm-hmm. going to carry guns and so on. And they became one of the most popular movements in America. In fact, they created a free breakfast program which the right. U.S. government eventually adopted. Mm-hmm. So in response to, sort of, in response to the climate, Stan Lee decides, let me make a, co- a comic book with using that kind of terminology, this idea of a Black Panther. And 40, 50 years later, black people are going and getting excited about a film which ultimately, when you, you watch the film... Mm-hmm shows that colonialism is better over independence. Right. Ultimately, mm-hmm. the wrong character died for me in mm-hmm. that film. The, yeah. The wrong character died. Yeah. What's his name again? Uh, I forget his B- name. B. Jordan. What's Michael B. Jordan's uh, character is uh, Killmonger. Uh, Killmonger, yes. Even calling him Killmonger. Yeah. 
you see, listen to the mm. terminology, killmonger. Mm. You love to kill. Mm. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's fine as a spectacle. But again, if we're taking, if black people are really in control, taking mm. this thing seriously, that is a decision. If Spike Lee was directing this in 1992, it wouldn't have come out that way. Somebody like Spike Lee. Somebody, because the, the political mind that we had 20 years ago mm. is not there anymore. Everybody's thinking on an Instagram level. Right. Instagram level, how does it look? Oh, you know, spectacle. Mm-hmm. We don't really think about the political... Or the history. The political uh, uh, effect of what we are putting out anymore. Mm-hmm. Now it's just, you know, and that's a problem. But what, what do you think is, is becoming like that now? Is it because of... Well... As the world has opened up for black people, mm. uh, we get this illusion of, oh, we're all equal. Mm-hmm. You know, you see more black celebrities, black musicians are popular all over the world, even America and Africa. Like, like black musicians are popular, black entertainers, black sports figures. So because there's so many more, we have this illusion that the gap between white and black is simplified black people everywhere in the world are still at the bottom Mm. you go to a muslim country it's arab on top black on the bottom Mm -hmm. you come to europe white on top black on the bottom you even go to africa Mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying so we have this illusion that somehow because we see much many more figures that the gap is it's still the same it's still the same yeah you had uh, NSARS riots in Nigeria in 2020. Mm-hmm. A few months before that, all over the world, you had uh, 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 Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is the same thing people were fighting for when Emmett Till was killed in 1956, mm-hmm. little kid that was killed. It's the same thing that was happening when Martin Luther King was shot. Mm-hmm. It's the same rioting mm-hmm. and fighting because they killed a popular black figure. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just that now, because of the video cameras and everything like on your camera phone, you're seeing more of it. But in reality, my brother, nothing's changed yeah. in that sense. Yeah. We're still fighting the same We're fight. We're still fighting the same fight. But because, you know, everybody can put something on Instagram, Cardi B can release a song tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We think that somehow things are, are, are better. Yes, for some. But for the vast majority of us, we're still suffering. Mm-hmm. We're still suffering. Okay, fine. We're not getting chased down and being beaten and well, but certain places. <laughs> eh, thank you, my brother. Certain places. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Mm. So yeah. So I think I think uh, to answer your question, that's the reason why things are the way they are now. We we, we just don't see it, and it takes a certain eye to see it. You know, mm. because even our academics. You know, I I did a, I went to Ghana, some years ago to screen Mona our film. Mm. I went to the Institute of African Studies. Listen to what it's called. Right. Institute of African Studies. The statue outside Inf- Institute of African Studies, the statue of Gandhi. Institute of African Studies. Now, Gandhi is probably the most widely documented racist that ever existed mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. But the people who decided to put his statue never thought about it. Anyway, point I'm making is I was at this Q&A and I made this film... And whether you like the movie or not, I think the message is clear what the movie is about. Mm-hmm. I had these young students, African students, saying to me, and I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but saying to me that, oh, why should she, 
you know, what what is so important about this film? Why do we need to talk about what happened in the past? Because the film is set in 1973. This is the mentality of our youth today. They don't see any sense of importance in going back. Whereas, every day or every other day, a movie will come out about white people's history Mm -hmm. in the mainstream. You don't criticize it. You don't have any issue with it. But you have an issue when black people talk about our own history. Then a a white person will go and make a film about black people's history and they will complain. Mm -hmm. So the issue is not so much that they don't like history. The issue is so much that they're too scared to talk about it. And that's why I think it's also dangerous when African American people or whatever, people from the Caribbean go to Africa and they ask Africans about the history of slavery. You can't ask the average person on the street because, A, he doesn't know the history because we mm-hmm. don't learn history in West Africa particularly. Mm-hmm. Well, why, we don't learn history at all in school. Why is that? Then? Is, that is that something yeah. that is... It, it is because of... It, so, so let, me, yeah. let me answer well, your question. Yeah, so. I'll give you an example. In a country like Nigeria, 1960, mm-hmm. we were independent. We were colonized by the British. A bunch of three, two, three hundred ethnic groups put forced together in one country. Uh, at independence, the judiciary, education, and the army were still controlled by Britain. Mm-hmm. When I went to primary school in Nigeria, late 80s, going into the 90s, uh, we didn't learn history. We learned social studies. Mm-hmm. Social studies is not history. It's basically, it's basically like ge- a little bit of geography. No history. Same thing in Ghana, I'm hearing. You know, people that went to Ghana, school in Ghana... You're not learning history. Mm. And if you are learning any history, especially when you talk to our parents, you learn history of the Tudors, 15th century Europe, 15th century Mm. England. So there's a deliberate act to not allow us to study our history. That is still part of the colonial setup. It's the same thing they did with enslaved African people when they were working on the plantations in America and in the Caribbean. They said you are not allowed to read. It's the same mentality. You get killed. You get lynched. Yeah, absolutely. If you can, if you can read, you know. Not just that, you can't even communicate in your own language. So, so this is how all these things came about. So when we now are talking about, oh, we don't need to know our history, it's not because we are being disobedient. It's what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. And all I'm trying to say is we need to try and change that for the next generation. And this is why my documentaries... Uh, I, I, the creator felt uh, my, I felt a need f- to do these documentaries for my own sanity mm. you know because I am I love historical documentaries I love documentaries in general especially travel documentaries and I would watch them and every time you see a white person going to Africa talking about this the one or two documentaries I ever saw with Africans going there they were usually African American so I'd, uh, Henry Louis Gates is a professor from Harvard black man mm-hmm. a Christian black man and he would go to, um, he did documentaries on voodoo and all these things. And he, would, he went to all these kingdoms. That, a lot of the, document, the places that I've been to, he's gonna, he went and did documentaries there in the 90s. But his perspective was still a Eurocentric perspective. Mm-hmm. Who funded him? Euro, Europeans. Yeah. Then there's another man called Al-Mazri, who is, uh, I think he's from Tanzania, mm-hmm. an Islamic man. Who funded him? Islam. Islam. Mm-hmm. Islamic, Islamic countries. Mm-hmm. So his was always from an Islamic point of view. So I'm like, the only two black people that were making documentaries 
about Africa, we're still looking at it from an outside perspective. So for me, I felt it was powerful, not only to put myself in it, but to also go and talk from an African point of view. Because that's the thing about history. Um, uh, uh, Winston Churchill has this quote. He said, uh, um, history is going to be kind to Great Britain because Mm -hmm. I'm going to write it. Right. You know, there's a f- another quote by Napoleon. Uh, it's the people who win a war mm. that write the story. So, yeah. you know, if you the lose victorious. the war, there's no way, you know, it's the, there's also that famous proverb about until the lion has a historian, then the hunter's story is the, the one that you're always going to read. Right. So I needed to be, I needed to write the story of the hunted. Mm-hmm. And I needed to document it from the hunted point of view. So that's why my documentaries, they take a position I, it's not too extreme because history actually p- proves that we don't need to be extreme. The truth is actually very clear. Mm. The truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. Mm. But I still take a stance that says, okay, let's look at it from this point of view. You know, like my documentary about Dahomey. Dahomey Kingdom, what people sensationalize about the Dahomey Kingdom is, oh, they used to sacrifice human beings. Mm. One thing I said is, okay, if that may have happened... Excuse me, my mm. stomach is very, very <laughs> hungry. Same, same um, uh, um, we may have been, we may have sacrificed human beings, but let's not forget when the when the European ships were pulling into the Thames, mm. and to avoid paying taxes on more enslaved Africans, they would dump them in the Thames. That's sacrifice yeah. too. Mm. They're in the Atlantic Ocean. They're approaching uh, Baltimore. They see that the coast guard, is, coast guard is there. They know they're only supposed to bring in 150, mm-hmm. but they have 200. They throw 50 overboard. It's, it's the same sacrifice. Exactly same, yeah. Let's look at mm-hmm. it from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is where uh, uh, these are. This is why some of the stuff that I'm doing is the way it is. You know, and I don't have any. I don't even think there's. It, fortunately for us, I think history has been proven. History has advanced so much that we don't necessarily need to um, make stuff up anymore. The, mm. There's enough evidence for you to find the truth, mm. and they're they're starting to change. Like you know, the you know the history in schools about the Romans, for example. Mm. You know, Romans. Uh, you know, because of the Judeo-Christian thing, we think the Romans are bad people, mm. and they're not the best. But Romans were not racist. No, Certainly no, not they, like this these people now. Mm. You know, you had three African. Roman Catholic, Roman um, emperors. Yeah. You know, you had Roman Roman soldiers and Roman commanders that were coming into Britain. Mm-hmm. So they were having to start writing that when they because those people wrote things down mm-hmm. and they wrote down that in Britain there were black people here when we came. Yeah. In the year 30, 30 AD, mm-hmm. two or three decades after Christ, so to speak, they were writing this stuff down. So the history has to change because mm-hmm. the evidence is too much. Just like the Egypt history. Mm-hmm. 40 years ago they were saying that in Egypt uh, it was a non-African civilization. I mean, it's it's absurd when you think it's, about it's, it. It's crazy. It's, it's absurd crazy. when you think about it, but it's a non-African civilization. Mm. But in 1974, when they were doing DNA testing, Shekhan Diop, the Senegalese uh, uh, scientist and historian, multi-genius, when he was testing the mummies and showing that, you know, there were damn near no ounce of non-African blood in them, what did they do? They stopped him from publishing his his, 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 his facts. Funny. So he has to publish his book. But now you can't hide the evidence anymore. Mm. You know? So, yeah. Sorry, I haven't really let you speak. No, no, no. no that's <laughs> fine, man. Thank you. Thank you. But what, how, how do you see the future then, then? 
do, do you see any? I know because now we can really hide the the, the truth. The truth is coming out. But what do you see? The, do you see any impact that's going to is going to have on, on us and young people of today of mm -hmm. tomorrow? You think is going to get? What it's Look, I think to be? I think I think this is one thing that's very important to understand. Mm. Human existence in terms of fully formed Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens sapiens, as fully formed human beings, is roughly about two hundred to three hundred thousand years. 400 years is like 10 seconds mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Right. This oppression we've had for 400 years, really a thousand years, mm -hmm. is nothing. Ultimately, for the bulk of those 200,000, 300,000 years of history, black people dominated the world. Mm -hmm. And naturally, you only have to look at the power of black skin. Mm -hmm. If I sleep with a white woman today and have a child, the child is, the child is closer to me than her. Mm -hmm. in terms of genealogy and uh, DNA and the 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 because my race is a more dominant race right. that's why if you look in history if you look at just just sheer statistics white people are the only people on this planet that you can call a minority mm -hmm. the numbers are so small but also you look at how long they've reigned for think about how long white people have reigned and run the world no 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 if, you if, if you're talking of 300,000 yeah, like, years of history, not mm, much. Mm. And now it's already falling apart. Mm. So what I'm trying to get, to get across is ultimately we will re return to wherever we need to return. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to shoot a documentary in Egypt about, it's called, uh, uh, it's based on a, on a, on a, on a, on a uh, it's based on a uh, paper written by Dr. Obadele Kambon of the University of Ghana's Institute of African Studies mm -hmm. called Why Kemet Matters. Ancient Egypt, the, the Africans called it Kemet, which is essentially translates to land of the black people. Mm -hmm. This is a kingdom that existed ex really 10,000 years ago. Started really 10,000 years ago. Why 10,000 years ago did these people feel the need to call themselves land of the black people? It's a very important statement. Mm -hmm. Why did they, back then, when really Greece was not really anything, Rome was nowhere in existence. You had maybe Phoenicia, but even that had a little bit of black in it. Uh, China, Japan, these are places that were just emerging. Why did they feel the need to say that? And we go into a lot of the texts where they're talking about the, what they call the Amu. Their language, they call it the Amu, the white people who are encroaching from Europe and really the nature of the Amu. How these people, if you give them enough space, mm -hmm. will steal everything you have and enslave you. Desmond Tutu, I think, has this famous uh, phrase, I think. Uh, he said that uh, the white people came to Africa with the Bible. And we had left. the land. Yeah, and they left. The we land. bent down to pray. When we opened our eyes, we had the Bible, they had the land. <laughs> you know, so yeah. if these people were writing about these things... Mm -hmm. Uh, you had um, uh, the, 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 the royals of that particular time in ancient Egypt talking about, let's go and unite all the various African kingdoms around this area and fight and ensure this arm will never come. They're talking, they're preempting what was to happen. Because, let's be honest, if African kingdoms were thinking on that level, there would be no colonialism, there would be no enslavement. You know, it's, it's, it's something which if we don't take your time to study the history and see the patterns. Yes, in 100 years, 200 years, African people will dominate again. 
But unless we learn lessons, another 500 years will come again. Mm -hmm. Because it's just the nature. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of the European. Mm -hmm. And again, I deal with this in one of my documentaries. The nature of the European is not so much something that you can just say, oh, you know, they're just bad people. It's not that. It's their conditions. Mm -hmm. If you have 10,000 years of Ice Age, 10,000 years. Mm. And we're not talking of ice where it's just winter snow. They're talking about, they said uh, the last ice age, you had snow one mile thick. Think about that. Wow. That's how these people forced to live in caves. Mm -hmm. No food. You go and get some fish. You have to, ha you have to freeze it. And you, you know, you, uh, you, you, you know, you really have to plan your life. So if you think about the mentality when the ice melts, you're desperate to go anywhere in the world where you can get stuff. Mm -hmm. And you will take advantage of anybody. It's just a mental thing. Right. You will take advantage. So you go to Africa. You just cross the Mediterranean. You go to Africa. See all these people. They're just chilling, eating apple. There's fruits there, banana, there's mango. And to them, it's not a big deal. And they're so friendly. Mm. You take advantage of them. You understand? So it's not so much that they're just evil people. It's the mentality that's been created because of the life condition. where they came from, the condition. Mm. Because essentially, these are still, I mean, based on uh, uh, geological history, these are black people that went, got caught in the Ice Age, and as time went on, the albino people, they made, they lot, who, albino people are lighter-skinned mm -hmm. people who don't have melanin. In Africa, they die quite young, but over there, where it's cold, right. cold climate, they live longer. So what happens is that their noses contract, mm -hmm. their hair starts to relax. In, in the heat... Your nose expands. That's right. why in Africa we have wider noses. Whereas here it's narrow to mm -hmm. not inhale as much cold ice. So those are the ones who survived the Ice Age. Mm -hmm. So they're essentially black people that have gone into Europe, survived the Ice Age, and then this white form is created. Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, so, it, it, it's really a study of human nature that we can all become like that. It's not so much a racial thing. The racial thing is just what we see. Ultimately, this is human nature. Mm. Conditions and climates will create all sorts of things. On the one hand, we can talk about, oh, black people, let's come and unite. But you put black people in a ghetto where they can't survive. And what do they do? They kill each other just like any other person in a ghetto would. Mm. You know, this black on black crime is the same statistics, same percentages as white on white crime. Mm. Because you put them in both... Uh, their perspective areas and they end up acting the same mm -hmm. you know so carry on next yeah. question yeah next question mate <laughs> wow this is very mm -hmm. mate thank you thank you for for this no information yeah man it's just um, no but no 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 we've, we've got the 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 well, what's your take on on uh, the war that's going on today in, in Africa uh, in no no in in Europe now, you know, you've got uh, Ukraine. Ukraine and, <laughs> and Russia. And then well, what's what's your view on you know the America and the UK? You know, we've not we know that they've they've been in wars for centuries, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, doing what Russia is doing and now they're criticizing. I mean Russia. yeah, I mean look, I will even just keep it very, very simple. Mm -hmm. The fight going on in Ukraine and Russia is a I mean, it's a centuries-old battle between cousins. Mm -hmm. Let's take the Crimea. Right. Between the late 1800s and the Second World War, space of maybe like 60 years, mm. they fought for the... No, 
let's even go further. Even let's go up until 20, what was it, 2013. Over a hundred year period, they fought over this Crimean war, mm -hmm. this Crimean area, at least four times. The Russians took it one time. Uh, and then what, and remember, Ukraine, in the same way we talk about Africa, these are countries that are relatively, they are created. Right. This Crimean region is part of Russia one day, then it's not. Mm -hmm. It's part of Russia one day, then it's not. French people did it with Germans too. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, an area of France called Alsace and then Lorraine. Mm -hmm. It's part of Germany. French go to war with it for it in 18, around 1870. Germans win. They take Alsace and Lorraine. A few years later, First World War happens. The Germans are defeated. The French take it back. Mm -hmm. Right? This keeps happening. Right. This particular region of Ukraine, Donbass, whatever region you want to talk about in, that is part of this conflict, you cannot blame Russia for wanting it back because mm -hmm. historically it was part of it. Don't forget, you only have to go back 30 years and you had a whole block. Part of Europe had a, a wall. You had one whole side. Mm -hmm. Part of where Ukraine is now was part of this side, the eastern side. The rest of it was part of the western side to the point where Berlin, part of Germany, was mm -hmm. split. Right. So let's not act as though these people are not justified to go and fight, to go and fight for what they think is their own. Mm -hmm. Right. The issue will always be, I think the surface issue that is the hypocrisy about American Britons, like, oh, look at what you're creating, whatever, whatever, whatever. I think the biggest injustice they have about this issue of not reporting is the true history mm -hmm. of the region. These people have been fighting over this region for two, three hundred years or five hundred years, mm -hmm. really. This particular area, they've been battling over it. So a historian, all a historian has to do is say, okay, what, who, what's the history of this place? You just have to go. You can even do a Wikipedia search, I'm sure, and go and find out cr this particular area. Why have they been fighting over it? There's so much evidence to show mm -hmm. that part of it was part of Russia. And all the Russia, especially Vladimir Putin, a man who was born in... Vladimir Putin is almost 70. Yeah. He was born at a time when Stalin was relatively Involved. prevalent. Mm. Or uh, at least was prevalent, was, I think Stalin had just died or was just about to die mm -hmm. when he was a young man. Lenin and all these people, these people that really, the end of the czarist period, the end of the royalty in Russia was over by the time mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin was born. So he knows a Russia that controlled the whole of Eastern Europe going into uh, Asia, right? Mm -hmm. He knows of a time. And just like you have uh, colonialist mindset people like Bush Sr. and Jr. who feel like, oh no, we have to go and take over everything. Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, who was a, 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 a soldier during the second, uh, First and Second World War and then becomes president. These are people who say, no, we're going to Vietnam to take it because we, we remember when we used to control these sorts of regions. There's no difference. And the problem is history doesn't, uh, the media doesn't tell the true story about even the region. So there's no point even talking about oh, what Britain and America. Everybody knows what they do. Mm. But tell the history of, tell the true story about that, that area. And that's for me is, is where, uh, to the average Joe, it's easier to just say, oh, Putin's a madman. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I like, I don't like, no. I don't like any of these people. Yeah. But history is history, fact is fact. 
it's one thing to call him a madman. Maybe he is. But he's not mad because he's trying to control this region. Mm. He's not mad. He's no more mad than you are trying to go all the way across the world to Iraq, make up a story and say that this man was involved in September 11. Mm -hmm. Even though all your intelligence, all your intelligence tells you he had nothing to do with it. But your CIA, and it's now come out, the, even with the do documents that were censored, it's now come out. That is, your CIA, your CIA was involved in the, the people who ultimately bombed, so-called uh, crashed these airplanes. Your CIA was involved in, in at least grooming them to an extent. That's what your evidence shows. So let's not... It's got, I'm not even concerned with that. that that's not mm. even important, because we know what America does. Mm. We know what they do. We know what Britain does. We know what all these people do. So it's not about saying, oh, he's a madman. Because if you start saying he's a madman, let's go and pull out your history book. Let's bring out all your old madmen from Tony Blair backwards. Let's bring all of them out. He's warmongers. You know? And that's, that's where we, and this is why I say to you that our generation is suffering because we don't take a political mindset to history. It's not important. It's just, oh, somebody said this. We're so busy with the Instagram on our phone and the 150 characters on Twitter that we don't want to do any research. It's madness. It's madness that we get distracted so easily and yeah. not, not focusing time in mm -hmm. learning. And as you say, you know, the, 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 the proofs are there. You yeah. know, the, the, yeah. We can just look, go back and find... Yeah. And just follow... follow the, just, just you know, and hey, we don't need to do too much. Really. Yeah. Just basic... Like, let's just try and find... Just for your own sanity. But, you know, I, again, I think I came from a generation, right? You know, I'm, I'm in my late 30s now, so I'm still young to an extent. But I came from a generation where, at the very least, uh, maybe also because I'm African, I grew up in Africa, my, my father, the people that raised me, being intelligent, speaking well was important. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, it's, it's, not, it's not important to know anything. No. It's not important to know anything beyond maybe what, how many goals Mo Salah scored. Mm. Or, or um, what Cardi B's new song is. You know? It's not, these things don't matter to the average person anymore. They, so ignorance is being championed over intelligence. Mm. So if you're intelligent, they'll just say, oh, you're intelligent. But everybody has a point of view. This is the Trump kind of uh, mentality that, oh, just because I have a, an opinion, that that means I'm right. Mm. You know? Oh, just because I, just because just I, literally just because I have an opinion, I can argue with you. I had, a, I had a conversation with somebody recently where he said to me that history is a vocation. In other words, anyone can be a historian. I'm like, so you're telling me that people who go and study archaeology, Egyptology, all these things, and study it for years and years and years. And it's, by the way, it's not something you study in a book. You have to go and elaborate that anyone could do it. And that's the mentality with people today. Because we all have Twitter handles and whatever, we feel like just because we say it, if people follow us and like what we're saying, it means we have some type of authority. That's a problem. It is a problem. Because that's where you get us misinformation. And Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's, that's the, the root of misinformation. That's the root of fake news. That you can do something, and even if it's documented on TV, you say the word fake news. That's it. And people can, oh, it's fake news. It's doctored. You know, the... If you remember the JFK 
the JFK story, leave it Harvey Oswald was the guy who's been accused of killing yeah. JFK. Despite all the evidence, even video evidence from 1963 showing that it's impossible for him to, that the bullets came from different angles. One guy shots. couldn't have done it. Yeah, multiple shots, yeah. Multiple shooters, multiple teams. Uh, never mind what the movies say. Just the Abraham Zapruder, the famous footage that he shot on his his phone, his uh, say his phone, his camera. Mm. It's evident to see that this is not happening. Now, things can be doctored, no problem. We agree. But then, when witnesses start getting killed, people who said who said something different and wrote their statements down. It's not important to take them seriously because the fact is one guy killed him. People won't budge on it. This is the September 11th thing all over again that happened. And because it just goes to show you, this was 1963 and in 2001, mm. you know, 30, 38, 40 years later, people were still accepting the September 11th or Osama bin Laden bombed this place. Not to say that he wasn't involved in some way. Mm. But what does your evidence show you? Mm. What does your evidence show? How the building, the Twin Towers went down, mm. especially for people who were there or watched it live like I did. I watched it live on Me the too. internet. Me too. How did those buildings go down like that? And at the time, it's easy to fall into the narrative of, oh, yeah, the plane hit the top and the bottom blew up. But, you know, do, do you remember how, how many, it's about, about 10, 20 minutes? When they, yeah. they both buildings from uh, from uh, from the moment they were hit to the moment they went down, right? And then a few years back, do you remember Greenfield Towers? Yeah, not far from, no, mm -hmm. not far from here. Yeah, right. Greenfield. And they burned for how many how many days? And still standing. And then when you tell people, just watch this. They just just have a look. You know, people still don't consider. I'm not saying yeah. that's but just consider it, explore it. But 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 that speaks to poor education mm. poor education because you know look we are all susceptible to misinformation that's a fact we're all having to you know you know and part of it is this judeo-christian mindset too religion has a big part to play in us not accepting anything beyond what we're told mm -hmm. but like poor education doesn't we are not taught in schools to question mm -hmm. i taught for 10 years in secondary school in this country and I tried my hardest to make children think that uh, 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 you must question. You must question. If you don't get in the habit of questioning now in school, then all you're doing is taking the information you're learning in school and realizing when you get to the real world that there's no way I can apply any of this. Because all it is is just what someone told me. Mm -hmm. I haven't fact-checked to see if it makes sense. You know, I taught maths. In maths, maths has a way of you can always work backwards and find your answer. Yeah. And that's the beauty of maths. You can work backwards. Now, granted, you might accept, okay, this thing, who, who made this up in the first place? Fine, we can deal with all that. But at least if you follow the formula of it, you can always work backwards. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no point in doing anything if you can't check to see if it makes sense. And I think we accept facts readily. The TV and newspapers are not as powerful as they once were. Mm -hmm. But the highlights, those highlight clips... Mm -hmm. This, uh, 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 how many video? How many minutes on an Instagram video? Probably. This and now it's one minute, minute sixty mm -hmm. seconds, mm -hmm. and now TikTok. This mm -hmm. fifteen second 
of information or whatever, what we are ultimately becoming is less intelligent. But I will actually make this argument. I don't think we ever were. I think the masses have never been fully, properly educated. But there was a primitive thing back in the day where people at least had common sense. We don't have it now. You go to the village in Africa. The person that has never moved to the city, those grandparents, they may not know how to read and write, but they're so wise. They take their time, like, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Why? Why do I need a big house in the city? With all these overheads, I could just live here in peace. Oh, no, ma Grandma, let me bring you uh, a flat screen TV. What do I need a flat screen TV for? Oh, let me bring you a workout machine, a treadmill. Why? When I can walk to the farm. Mm. Those ones, those primitive Africans remind us of us at our basic level. If you strip all this crap away, will we make better decisions? Of course we will. I had this, uh, I had a conversation with some people. You know, this, um, um, with the West, mm -hmm. trying to force um, the way of life that works here into other people. Yeah, you just mentioned uh, the TV, the, the, the bicycle. Mm -hmm. Where <clears throat> I had this uh, discussion so, talking about some, certain places where a village, let's go village somewhere in Africa, right? People, what they need in their life is just the, the livestock. Yeah. They have the piece of land where they can grow things and like that. Mm -hmm. And then, oh yeah, but the kids, they, they work and they should go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why should they go to school? Because they've got everything that they need. That's mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. way of life. Mm -hmm. But now, because on the side of the world, that every kid should go to school. Yeah, yeah. But people still don't get it. Yeah. For here, it works. But now yeah. it's, it's wrong for me to try to force you on you. On that side, mm. where mm. listen, what I need, what we need is mm. my ten cows, mm -hmm. my sixty goats, mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. piece of land and my. Mm -hmm. That's the only counting I need. Yeah, is one goat missing? That's the only. <laughs> that's the only counting. That's. But you know, it's it's. You gotta remember as well. Mm -hmm. Education as a mainstream thing only came into any only came in in the mid to late nineteenth century. Mm. It's a relatively new thing. This whole idea of ed mass education. Before mm -hmm. that, who used to be educated? The elites. Mm -hmm. Royals, those mm -hmm. are the ones that will go learn Latin, they'll learn this, but they won't learn maths and all this uh, algebra, all this. It's the ones that needed to learn it that learnt it. Mm -hmm. You know? Look, if you look now, even in England, what are the professions that uh, if you if you if you didn't have an education, you could go into and still make a, a good living, even though if not a better living? Plumbing. Mm -hmm. Electrician, uh, uh, builder. Builder. Now, okay, electricity a little is a little complicated. You don't need an engineering degree for it. No. Uh, plumbing, yes, it's not st straightforward, you know. But you don't need a degree in, I don't know, I don't know, science for it. Mm -hmm. uh, building, you don't need a degree in architecture. You know, to especially as a painter, decorator, or 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 you know, handyman, brick whatever layer. bricklayer, mm -hmm. you don't need it. It's basic. It's what it's how people have been building houses for thousands and thousands of years. Foundation, and build on top of that. Now, those professions pay well. Mm -hmm. And apprentice, you you go in as an apprentice, and you come out of it with some type of skill mm -hmm. that you can use your hands. 
which if no job existed, you could, you could be useful to people. Mm-hmm. But somehow, we believe, if we're going to university, like I, I studied film, film is one of the most useless degrees. Mm-hmm. One of the most useless degrees. Now, if I go back to my Africa and I have a master's degree, even if it's in film, I am looked at as though I am useful. But the carpenter, the plumber, mm-hmm. the electrician, I'm not saying everywhere, but most places, my own country, for example, in Africa, those are the most primitive people, the mechanic. They are the lowest, they, they are so low on the pecking order. Mm-hmm. They are so low. These are the people on the side of the road. They can barely open a shop. Over here, even in the, the West, realizes, no, 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 these are the people that matter. Mm-hmm. Plumbers, electricians, they make money here. Understand? Because these are basic skills. Mm. Now, if in school somehow they reintroduce these things as being important, I said, no, let every children, let every child come out of school with a trade. No one of these trades. You wouldn't have people spending all their days on Instagram. People will be out there working. But now somehow this illusion has given people the idea that, oh, I could just make content on YouTube, make content on Instagram. Uh, I can go and you know, there's, there's this, 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 uh, this way of thinking now that everything is, you know, my, my image is more important than what I do for the world. Mm. How I look is more important than how many follow, how many people believe in me and follow me and subscribe to me. That's more important than what I actually do for the world. We've become selfish. There's no collective. And when there's no collective, you start having the world that we have now, the fake news world, the fake media world, the social media. We start having things like that. We can actually coin a term called, there's actually a term called social media. What does that mean? Social media. Media is media. <laughs> and as soon as we realize it's just media, the platform, it's just media. It's another form of propaganda. Once we realize that, because if you go and post something on Instagram that contrary to Ukraine now, what will happen to you? Oh. You'll be flagged. Yeah. So where's the... It's just media. Mm. It's the same way you would go to CNN back in the day and as soon as you say something contrary to the Iraq war, you're censored. Mm. You know, so it's, it's... Nothing's changed. The platforms just look different. You know, and the information that's being passed is the same information. That's why Facebook buys WhatsApp, buys Instagram. That's why Rupert Murdoch buys Sky, buys this newspaper, and so on. It's 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 to control, mm. and it's it's it hasn't and changed. It's working. Hasn't changed. That's yeah, man. We've got we've got a little pat in our hands, man, to educate oh. ourselves and. But but here's the, this is what I say though. Don't look at it that way. Look at mm. what you can do for your children. You, again. America Cabral's quote, we must really? act as though we answer to and only answer to our ancestors, our children, and the unborn. In other words, in everything I'm doing, am I honoring my ancestors? Check. In fact, everything I'm doing, when my children get older, will it benefit them? Check. Check. Now, their children, have I set enough of an example with them to think that it's not just about them, but about the people that come after them? Check. That's what we should be doing. You cannot do... 
You can't look at the people around you and say, I, I have to try and save you. You can't. You can mm. only start with your family. Mm. Look at my documentaries. At the very end of the first few documentaries, I dedicate them. I wrote my three children's mm. names. No, at the time, I only had two, right? No, no, I wrote all three of yeah. them's names. Because that's what I do it for. That's all, that's all I can control. And I look at it and I say, hmm, those people who died in the slave trade, those people who died uh, fighting for the independence, uh, fighting for the independence of this country, those people who died during the war, Dahomey war with France. Have I honored them? To an extent, yes. Mm. So that, I'm okay with that. That's why it's important to take a political stance. You see, and that's why I don't want to keep crapping on this film, but Black Panther, no problem where the origin came from. If that's what it is, fine. But who's, who are we honoring with that film in that sense? Because we're talking about a fictional country that avoided uh, yeah, colonialism, colonialism yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about something that's just not realistic, mm. right? But that's fine. It's fantasy. Then on top of that, ultimately, this country is exposed. And their king aligns himself with the Europeans at the end. Mm-hmm. What mess? What? Think about the long-term message. Don't think about, oh, this feel-good, uh, Chala dies, survives. <clears throat> Let's think about the long-term message. What does part two look like? Mm. Even just from a filmmaker's point of view, part two now has to have some white people. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could have killed all of them in part, part one. I'm not saying it's about killing white people, but you could have gotten rid of all of the European mm. people that came to try and get there instead of creating civil wars with all your people right because remember that he had the beef with the other king and yeah. ultimately the king helped mm-hmm. him to an extent and and ironically let me say this though there is one film which was made in the hollywood system that i think from an african point of view was very intelligent which one is it get out oh yeah get out <laughs> get out all what happened mm. and who helps him at the very end his own brother. Mm-hmm. He's not his brother technically, but yeah, another yeah, African yeah. man comes and saves him at the end. Think about the long-term impact of mm-hmm. that film. What that means. You understand? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There are people that have a political mindset about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You understand? And uh, by the way, Jordan Peele, I think he's married to a white person. So it's, not, it's, yeah, it's yeah. got nothing necessarily to do with, oh, it, white people can't be involved in, in, in helping this happen. The point is, the filmmaker behind it, what's their political mindset? Mm. What, how do they think regarding this issue? And is it more important for them to, be his, uh, 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 to please the ancestors, please their children by sending this message? Or is it more expedient for them to be like, oh, no, let me just make some money. It doesn't matter how the story comes out. Mm. And that's where I feel with Black Panther, they could that. have done a, a mm. lot better. Mm. They could have done something different there. Mm. Well, as you say, like with you know, when when he goes to the Black Panther, when he goes to the big summit in Europe, like mm. inviting people in, you know, just for me, I'll just keep as it is, you know. If if you don't need them, why? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and that's and that's the that for me is the disappointing film. The thing about the film, the impact, and this is the thing we get so sidetracked by the impact. Oh my God! Everybody dressed up for the movie. <laughs> you understand? But then two years later, Black Lives Matter, you're protesting. 
Same problem still. It's because of the same issue. But we don't... Uh, you know, we're, we, again, it's the short-term thinking now. Mm. It's sad. You know, it's sad. It's really sad. And part of it, you know, unfortunately, is the devastation of our families, especially in the West. Families being split up for different mm. reasons. You know? So we'll get back to it. Yeah. So any 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 f- f- future projects? So yes, so I'm going off to shoot a, a documentary in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where that how that one will come out because I'm actually doing it for a different company. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know I have. Uh, I'm always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a screenplay now, which hopefully we'll shoot in the summer together, me and you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, looking forward to that. Really, what I'm trying to do with that story is explore the migrant crisis that happens in. Uh, between West Africa and Libya, trying to get to Europe, these Africans. Excuse me, I made a short film on my YouTube channel, which kind of explains. I'll put the link a little bit. Yep, thank you. So I'm tr- I'm trying to explore that more in a feature film. Beyond that, my brother, I'm always working. I think uh, I'm constantly shooting something, and mm. um, I think uh, look out for more documentaries on 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 Africa. I have a series that I want to do on um, the kingdoms of. Uh, uh, northern Nigeria, um, but of course it's 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 difficult. You know, me, I'm working outside the system, mm-hmm. so everything I'm doing, I'm having to hustle. You know, do it a lot of it out of my own pocket, so it's hard. Mm, I can imagine. But, but in the end, you look at the response from people, and you also look at the cultural impact. Maybe it might not be today that I might get the rewards, but eventually. Mm. I will come. It will definitely. It'll you know, the, the 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 time you put in and mm-hmm. and your commitment and your determination. Yeah, I but definitely. I but 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 I also want to thank you. You know, you know, you know. A lot of the times, you know, um, filmmaking is a lonely yeah. place. Mm-hmm. So just especially when you write, you direct, and you edit, mm. it's a lonely place. You know, and it, it's why when you see. Martin Scorsese, he'd done so many movies with Robert De Niro. It's why when you see uh, Denzel Washington and Spike Lee, Mm. you know, there's just, when you find allies with stuff that you have, you always want to continue working with them. And I want to thank you for all your support, your belief, but also your talent. No, thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. I think we, we met, we met, I'd never seen you act before, but I was like, I'm writing a role for you, my friend. Do you remember? (laughs) Yeah. It's just, sometimes you just feel it. You know, and uh, I appreciate it, my brother. Thank you for also having me on your. No, I appreciate podcast. that, man. Thank you, man. It's, you know, it's been you know this is um, we should have done this long time ago. Yeah. You know, but I wanted to do it face to face, and um, yeah, it's it's, it's paid off, man. It's paid off, and Thank I've you. really enjoyed it, and I really hope people listen to this later on uh, when it comes out. They're gonna they're gonna love it. I I will leave your link, um, your, your your YouTube channel. Is there anything else? I'll put your 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 Instagram. Yeah. I'll put all the Instagram and uh, um, I think also the website as well. Yeah. AEA Film. So you can just see what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, look, contribute. You know, mm-hmm. we have a PayPal. We have a GoFundMe for trying to, you know, we're always trying to raise money for projects. Right. So uh, I'll send you some of the, if you can put the links in. Please, there, yeah, yeah. Be great. Please. You know, yeah. so thank you, my brother. No, thank you, man. Thank you. You know, and again, to you guys listening, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, this brother, is a, Good man, good man, uh, family man, committed, professional, very professional. Um, we're good friends, and yeah, 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 yeah.
Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, my brother. Okay, brother. Thank you. Thank you.